NHL defensemen are putting on a show. We've got lots to cover with the exceptional play of defensemen today and a milestone for Rod Brindamore, plus our women's hockey segment and an exciting slate of weekend games ahead. All that and more on today's Locked On NHL podcast. Your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And happy Friday, everyone, and welcome to the Friday edition of the Locked On NHL podcast. We want to thank you for making Locked On NHL your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. It is my pleasure to, uh, well, first of all, Rachel, how are you doing today? How Happy Friday to you. Happy Friday to you as well. Yeah, it's been a, a real fun week and uh, I'm getting excited about, you know, having the second half of the season kick off where we have all-star game voting going on and, you know, the playoff race is really starting to take shape. Yeah, it is. It, it's coming into focus and, you know, we were talking just before we started recording it's going to be some interesting races down the stretch in some of these divisions and some of the playoff spots wide open. So it should be an exciting second half. I can't believe we're halfway through this schedule. It really went very quickly. Yeah, uh, I cannot believe we are almost at the all-star break. <laughs> Time flies. Big story uh, last night in the NHL, how about the Seattle Kraken? Seven straight wins, and they end the Boston Bruins home regulation uh, point streak. Pretty impressive performance and a shutout for the Kraken. Yeah, that's the part of it that I think is the most intriguing, that you look at Boston and their just ability to score almost at will and you know come back from all sorts of situations and I think we talked about it even on this show that the the Bruins have been able to win all sorts of different kinds of games over the course of the season and the fact that the Kraken were were able to just shut that down completely is a huge accomplishment no question and then for Boston their first regulation home loss since April 14th of this year, uh, or of last year now, because we're in 2023, uh, that that is just an impressive performance. And, you know, it's not easy for West Coast teams to travel East while the Kraken are sort of blowing that theory out of the water. Yeah, I think so. Um, it, it's been really remarkable to see the Kraken in their second season take such a remarkable leap forward in their progress. And I, I know when they came into the league, you know, there was a lot of expectations on them just simply because of how Vegas had performed in their first year. And obviously we saw their expansion draft and, you know, things just didn't really come to fruition. And uh, I think that to have them, you know, have a lot of pieces click into place this second season for them, you know, and uh, I, I think it's just a really cool story. And it's so much fun for those fans who are so enthusiastic from the beginning. No doubt about it. And back-to-back -back shutouts for Martin Jones as well. 
And then we had some love drama. Lisa Martin Jones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had some drama at Madison Square Garden, and we begin our focus on defensemen. Keandre Miller tying the game against the Dallas Stars with one second left in regulation. And then Adam Fox getting the overtime game winner for the Rangers to pull off the victory. Yeah, one of the most exciting games we've seen in a long time. One second. And then both key goals scored by defensemen in this game. Keandre Miller is just a star. I love him. And I think his persistence on that play in particular was huge in that game. And then, of course, Adam Fox, who is an elite defenseman in the league. And, you know, for a team to get such strong offensive presence from defensemen like that in a key game against a Dallas team who I think more and more people were starting to talk about as being somebody, you know, a team that was going to, potentially make a big impact going into the playoffs and you know their season has been really successful so far you know I, that was a huge victory for the rangers who have been kind of struggling I, I wouldn't say they've played badly i'm just saying like their identity has been a little bit in question over the last month or so so i think this is a really you know statement game for them as well very emotional win and and you could feel the electricity in the building after they pulled that off but you know if we're talking about defensemen let let's talk about carolina five out of their six goals come from defensemen and uh you know that that is a rare occurrence and a a big game for them beating new jersey uh or extending their lead rather over new jersey in the division and Rod Brindamore winning his 200th career game as head coach. Yeah, I mean, you have to give Brindamore and the Canes credit, especially because, you know, it really seemed like the Devils were in the spotlight and the Canes just continued to play smart, really, you know, solid hockey. And when the Devils faltered a little bit, you know, the Canes were right there to take over. And it's going to be a, a really interesting battle between those two teams, I think. Although, can't count the, the Rangers and Caps out at this point. But uh, it's a really tight division up at the top. And, you know, uh, the Canes having that presence defensively, you know, is in terms of their scoring is huge. And especially you look at Tony D'Angelo, who was a huge part of their offensive defenseman last season isn't there anymore. And their defense continues to be successful. Yeah. It's, it's very, very impressive the way that they are playing. And, and also congratulations, obviously to Rod Brindamore on reaching that milestone. Another milestone Quinn Hughes gets his 200th career point. The third fastest active defenseman to hit that mark. Only Kale McCarr and Adam Fox did it quicker and uh, Quinn Hughes doing it in 242 regular season games. Yeah, I think it's interesting with the Hughes brothers that Quinn is such an outstanding player, but having you know his two brothers playing in the Devils organization, uh, obviously you know Luke isn't there yet. But uh, I think you know with Jack being such a a strong player and he's playing tremendous hockey right now. Sometimes, you know, Quinn gets buried a little bit 
you know, especially playing out West. And so I'm really excited for him. And, you know, again, with these defensemen who are making huge impacts on their teams, I think that uh, we need to make sure that we don't sleep on Quinn. (laughs) Yeah. Got, got to keep Quinn in mind. One other defenseman honored last night, uh, P.K. Subban, recognized by the Montreal Canadiens before their game. Talk to me about the legacy of P.K. Subban. Yeah, I'm so happy that he and the Montreal organization are really coming back together. And I know like when he left Montreal, it was it was really sad. And, you know, he had had this huge relationship with the children's hospital there and continued to throughout his career, Um, you know, the rest of his career, which was really wonderful to see, always went back to visit the kids there. And, you know, to have him after his playing days are over, come back and, you know, become a part of the continuing Montreal Canadiens legacy. And their alumni is such a huge part of what they do in their community and game presentation that it just feels only natural that PK should be a part of that. Yeah, I was glad to see those fences mended and to have PK Subban take his rightful place in Montreal Canadiens history. We have got a lot more to do on today's show. We have our bi-weekly women's segment with Erica Ayala coming up. And of course, we'll take a look at this weekend's exciting NHL action. But first, why don't you tell us a little bit about Built Bar? Looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all of the fat and calories, then you gotta try a built bar. We just got through the holidays. I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. And if you are too, you gotta try built. Healthy is actually tasty and it's perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes them so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. They come in super delicious flavors. They've got peat and butter brownie and churro, coconut almond, only 130 calories and four grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And you don't need to wait now to get a box. We've been talking about ordering yours at built.com. You can still do that, but you can also get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. So head to your nearest Walmart today, go to the pharmacy section, You can grab yourself a box of Built Bars. They've got a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. And if you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with all of our hit flavors like brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. And welcome back to the Locked On NHL podcast. It is time for our bi-weekly segment on women's hockey. And when we do that, we always welcome in Erica Ayala, also the host of Locked On Kraken. And Erica, welcome back to the show. Always great to have you. Sorry about that. I forgot how uh, forgot how uh, podcasts work for a minute. <laughs> so much for having me back always a pleasure to join both you and rachel and of course to talk not just hockey but women's hockey 
So biggest story of the week. Let's start there. Yeah, absolutely. Last time we spoke for the women's hockey spotlight, we, we of course, were talking about the U18 Women's World Championships. That tournament not only has started, but is already into the semifinals. And there's one player in particular that we're going to start with, Gil and Rachel, and that is Nila Suposanova. She is the leading scorer for not only the uh, Slovakian team, but for the entire tournament. Uh, she's got seven goals goals and three assists and one of those goals has been making its rounds because she successfully executed the Michigan and so she's been getting a lot of shine 14 years old and already tearing up international competition very unbelievable Go ahead, Rachel. so how is her team doing overall so for Slovakia, unfortunately, they couldn't find their way to the semifinals. I think they had a solid tournament, uh, definitely middle of the pack for this women's tournament, but uh, they weren't able to get past some of the more heavy hitters, the more consistent teams, which of, co of course includes the United States, Canada, and then Sweden, who is hosting this year, and Finland. And who are some of the standout players from the tournament that caught your eye? Oh, there's been a lot of players. I know we talked about some of the players that would be missing just because they have aged out. Uh, but you have goaltenders like Hannah Clark for Canada, who is leading the tournament in save percentage. Uh, then you also have Talina Benderer for uh, Switzerland. And she has the best goals against average at 1.33. So I think I always like looking at the goalie stats because if you look at some of these teams that, again, are maybe not top four, a lot of the times their goaltenders are their best players and they see a barrage of shots and are often the the players that are keeping their team in games. That being said, of the four teams remaining in the tournament, um, you also see that Sweden overall as a unit, they have the most uh, shots saved and the most goals for. So they've pushed aside 148 shots in the tournament and also have potted in 17 goals. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how Sweden on home ice is going to perform the rest of the way. Do you think that makes them the favorite in the, in the final four here? It still doesn't make them the favorite. The <laughs> favorites are the United States uh, for sure. And, um, you know, excuse me, the, the favorites are the United States and Canada, I should say, for sure. Those two teams continue to be dominant. We know that Canada is looking to repeat, whereas the United States played very well last year and didn't necessarily like how they were able to perform, especially offensively in the gold medal match. So they might have an axe to grind now that we are in the semifinal. Yeah, and, and the United States and Sweden are facing each other next. So I am very intrigued by this matchup because we know that Sweden did beat the United States in pre-tournament right. action. That's right. They beat them pre-tournament. Sweden has also fared well in this particular IHF tournament against both the United States and Canada. And again, they are hosting. And if we go back to the senior tournament, Rachel, I know you know this, but the 2019 Women's Worlds in Finland ended in controversy. And so... Very I, much so. I, <laughs> yes. I'm sure Sweden, if they can avoid that, they would love to do that. They 
really did keep uh, the United States in check early that that first game in the prelims, lots of penalties for both sides, but ultimately the U.S. was able to uh, pull away late in the game. So if Sweden can keep things tight, this could be a really good matchup. How big a factor is being the host country in your mind? I think it definitely plays in. And, you know, we were alluding 2019, Finland is hosting again. They're one of the top four teams on the senior side of things. But you have the energy of the crowd at every single game. This is international competition. So you're playing for pride. You're playing for the pride of your country. And I think you can't overestimate how much uh, a home crowd really impacts younger players as well. Generally speaking, any, in any sport, the younger the talent, the more heightened the emotions can get, which is why we love watching these junior tournaments. And so that can really be, again, not just a source of pride, but the energy that you need in a, a tournament that is both short and long at the same time. What are some of the other big stories you're looking at this week? Well, of course, we have uh, we've returned to action in the NCAA and U Sports system and in professional hockey, women's hockey. So we'll start with a, a weekend game that's happening in the Premier Hockey Federation. The Pittsburgh Penguins and the PHF have partnered once again. They have done so for the last handful of years. They've hosted a um, a neutral site game. And as it turns out, all of those games have been the Connecticut whale playing at home in Pittsburgh. And this year they will host the expansion team, the Montreal force. What I really like about this game, Gil and Rachel is that the Connecticut whale have reached back into the history of women's hockey in the Pittsburgh area. And they will be honoring the Pittsburgh pennies, including having, I believe it's five, original members of that organization of course they weren't playing professionally oh, wow. yeah it, it's really exciting they're going to have five original members there they're going to have throwback jerseys uh the Heinz center which is a historical center in pittsburgh has been involved in promoting it so i'm really excited for that a little bit gutted that i can't be there um but it's going to be a good time and speaking of nhl and women's pro hockey partnerships the tampa bay lightning have partnered once again it's been announced with the PWHPA. That's a primarily um, Canadian-based women's uh, pro league. And February 24th through 26th, so next month, that is going to take place at the Lightning's facility. And that will include a Try Hockey for Free clinic uh, that will be hosted by former pro hockey player in the NWHL, which of course, the, the PHF inherits that history. And that's the one and only Kelly Stedman. Man, that was a fun player to watch, has been through the coaching ranks in the NCAA and will be hosting a try hockey for free clinic with the PWHPA. And then finally, I mentioned NCAA is returning to action. We've already had a lot of pretty good games, but I'll take this moment to also talk about a game that I will be calling. I'll be the play-by-play -play announcer on Nesson today as the Vermont Catamounts take on the Providence Friars in Hockey East action. These two teams took uh, to the ice last weekend and Vermont swept at home, home ice. So now the Friars looking to tilt the ice in their favor. That's going to be at 7 p.m. Eastern time again on Nesson. Well, that, that is, is exciting. Excellent. I wish you all the best. And uh, yeah, I do be... want to go back to Pittsburgh a little bit because, yeah. um, 
you know, I, I think that I feel like there's this giant spotlight on the city of Pittsburgh and women's hockey that both the PHF yes. and the PWHPA have held events there. I was recently right. at the PWHPA showcase in Pittsburgh, uh, and it was a, a wonderful event. And you have to think that Pittsburgh is at the top of a list of any official expansion for a league. Yeah, Rachel, I'm glad that you asked that because you're absolutely right. Not only the PWHPA and the PHF in recent years, uh, the PHF slash NWHL has had an all-star weekend there. Actually, Amanda Kessel was the captain for one of those teams and won. And that was while her brother, Phil Kessel, was still playing in Pittsburgh. Of course, he's moved on since. But um, so we're going back. That was about 2017 and almost every year except for those COVID years in between whether it's college showcases whether it's uh, women's professional hockey or even the national teams there was a time where there's a tournament called four nations where as you probably guessed four countries come together and play and it's more of an exhibition tournament and Sweden was supposed to host that but due to some conflicts they were having with their federation, that got canceled. And so Pittsburgh and the Penguins stepped in and the United States and Canada actually hosted a um, co-branded kind of um, exhibition and training camp. So the Pittsburgh uh, market, to your point, not only do we now know that they have women's hockey history, but they've been engaged at all levels. And so I do think it's only a matter of time. Do they, do they go with one league versus another? Do they continue to host the PWHPA and the NCAA and the PHF and just kind of be an open market? Um, I don't know what that looks like, but I think you're absolutely right. We have to circle Pittsburgh now when it comes to women's hockey. And then, of course, you've got actually somewhere where Kelly Stedman used to coach or was an executive in Robert Morris, kind of in that area. So there's also a lot of college hockey that's coming up in the ranks. Should be interesting and some great hockey to look forward to. Good luck tonight, Erica. Why don't you tell our viewers and our listeners where they could find you and where they could find more information about women's hockey? Yeah, thank you so much. Well, I'd be remiss if I didn't say go check out Locked on Kraken because I was at that game last night as the Seattle Kraken took down the Boston Bruins. So you best believe we're going to talk about that. And also we have Jason Hernandez, who's one of our own in the Locked on family, who's been tapped as the Coachella Valley Firebirds uh, PA announcer. So we're going to have him on Friday's episode. And you can follow me at elindsay08, that's E-L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-08. And of course, as part of the Locked On Network, you can find Locked On Kraken on YouTube, as well as anywhere you get your audio podcasts. All right, Erica, always a pleasure. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Gil. Thanks, Rachel. Enjoy your weekend, everyone. Hi, your friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football, and you got college and pro basketball, soccer, and of course the NHL. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you could find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. And with a big weekend slate of games coming up, maybe you want to use your expertise to get a little money and uh, check it out. The odds at betonline.net. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. 
Bet online where the game starts. And welcome back to the Locked On NHL podcast. Rachel, we have got a lot of games coming up this weekend. Uh, and it's a very Saturday-heavy schedule. Uh, only three games on tonight, three games on Sunday. Any of the games from tonight catching your eye? Well, of course, the Jets at the Penguins is the marquee matchup. Uh, it's the NHL Network game in the U.S., which is always interesting because it's like, why, I understand why they want to put their marquee matchup on NHL Network to try and highlight the network, but also it could like limit the audience for the game as well. And do not appreciate that. But at the same time, the game itself should be a real good one. You know, we've been talking more and more about Winnipeg as one of those central division teams that is really primed to make a push into the playoffs this year. The Pens are kind of a mixed bag right now. And so, you know, having this home game against a tough opponent like Winnipeg uh, is a, a really good opportunity for them to pick up some points. Yeah, should be a good one. And uh, hopefully fans can tune in on NHL Network in the U.S. Saturday, only one matinee, but it's a good one. Calgary visiting Dallas. Yeah, I think, you know, Dallas coming off that heartbreaking loss to the Rangers that we just talked about is going up against a team in Calgary, which again has been a, a bit of a mixed bag this season, but is doing well overall, I would, I would say, but uh, there's certainly some questions there. And I think it's a really good, you know, redemption game for the stars. They go back home, they can reset and uh, it, it'll be a fun game. I think uh, overall. Should be a good one. Seven o'clock, uh, an original six and division rivalry. Toronto visiting Boston. Can the Bruins start a new home winning streak? Uh, they'd certainly like to. I would say that for sure. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm going to use this moment to get on my soapbox again and say the original six is a marketing construct and is not based in reality. But that being said, <laughs> it's a good marketing construct. I'm yes, not it saying is. it's bad. I'm just saying it is a marketing construct. But uh, yeah, always love Leafs, Bruins matchups. And you're right. I think that Boston is going to want to get back on the winning train at home. Toronto's going to want to stop that. And uh, I, I think that'll be a fun game for everyone. Big Metropolitan Division matchup, Pittsburgh in Carolina. Oh, yeah. I think, you know, these are two of the three teams at the top of the division. And, you know, we just talked about Carolina uh, having some really strong defensemen, and they are uh, battling to stay atop that division. Uh, Pittsburgh will be coming off the back-to-back uh, against Winnipeg. So uh, I think that it's going to be a tough road for the Pens to to win in Carolina there. Your Philadelphia Flyers in Washington for another division rivalry game. And hey, the Flyers are playing better hockey lately. They really are. And I would say there's a couple of things there. The 
uh, power kill from Brad Shaw, the assistant coach that Torts worked with in uh, Columbus, uh, has now really come into fruition. The Flyers actually lead the league in shorthanded goals this season, uh, which is pretty remarkable. And, uh, you know, they've uh, really put a strong defensive structure into play. They beat the Caps the other night. Uh, so this is the second half of a home and home series. And, you know, they they pretty much held Alex Ovechkin to some quality shots on goal, but didn't get on the scoreboard. And, you know, with Backstrom and Wilson back, you know, the Caps were looking to kind of get back to having their core together. And, you know, they're taking a little bit of time to get back into the rhythm, rhythm which totally makes sense. Uh, but I think that, you know, the Flyers are seven and three in their last 10 and are looking to continue to play like really solid structured hockey. Tampa Bay in St. Louis and and the Blues are a tough team to figure out this year. I don't know, man. I think sometimes I think they're outplaying expectations and sometimes I think they're a bitter disappointment and there's no in between with them right yeah. now. Yeah, it, it's been that kind of a season. How about Buffalo in Nashville? Two teams sort of fighting for playoff relevancy and and two teams that uh, you know I, i'm liking buffalo more and more as the season goes on yeah uh, i think so um although the flyers did win against buffalo recently pretty yeah. handily so i will say that but um i think nashville is actually really interesting to me right now because you can tell like the battle is there and they're they're coming through with some key wins but then also making some huge mistakes out there at the same time and like struggling to recover from them. And I think they just really need to get a little bit more consistent overall, but the pieces are there. Like you can see the pieces are there for them to be successful. Absolutely. 10 o'clock Eastern time, Edmonton in Vegas. That should be a heck of a game. Yeah. Always, always fun to see Connor McDavid, and Leon Dreisaitl come into Vegas where, you know, they can use their gameplay to kind of overwhelm the spectacle of it all in Vegas. But I just, Vegas is so tough at home. And I think that uh, I'm very, very excited about this one. This is one I might stay up to watch. East yeah, Coast and down. then 1030, the Devils at the Kings. That'll be a heck of a game as well. Yeah, I, you know, I'll second screen that one. That's for sure. <laughs> Only three games on Sunday, Vancouver, Carolina, the first one at five o'clock. Yeah, that's where uh, Quinn Hughes, who we talked about earlier in the show, will go up against that Carolina defense. So I think, you know, that's going to be uh, an interesting one. There's still some rumors swirling around Vancouver, what's happening with them. Um, obviously this year they had planned for it to be a lot better than it has turned out to be. And, uh, you know, facing a team like Carolina who has it all together, you know, to try and prove a point for Vancouver is going to be real difficult. Yeah, that is going to be a challenge. And then Montreal at Madison square garden to take on the Rangers back-to-back -back New York games for the Canadians this weekend. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, another uh, quote-unquote original six matchup. Yes, it is. There. But, yeah, the Habs coming into Madison Square Garden is always a good time. A lot of red, white, and blue there. 
<laughs> for both teams. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, that is going to do it for us on today's episode. I will be back on Monday as I bring in three hosts from around the league to discuss the biggest stories from around the NHL. I want to thank everyone for making Locked On NHL your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On NHL Prospects, your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NHL draft. Locked On NHL Prospects, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great weekend, everyone. Stay safe, and thanks for listening to the Locked On NHL Podcast.